Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, good evening. What is this? June 28th, 2020. Right. Show number, what is it, Chris? 199. 99. We'll have 100 in a couple when we, weeks. When we have our next show. So, yeah. uh, triple digits, and we're getting towards the two year anniversary, too. Uh, it's coming up in a, a little more than a month. So, so just to get it off uh, the, uh, the, the top, we will not be here next week. Uh, the ACB convention is getting started, and some of us want to participate in that. And we July you know, want to take weekend. a day off uh, for the July 4th weekend, too. Uh, so we are not going to be here next Sunday, but we will be back on the 12th of July, and that'll be show number 100. But again, this is show 99, and uh, I'm Chris. And, and we'll tabulate the, the we'll tabulate the news, Chris. What if something happens next week? We will we will talk about oh, it we'll, anyway. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not going to forget about things because we don't know if with this uh, coronavirus, we don't know from week to week where we're going to be with anything. So just day to day or hour to hour, really. You know, that's right. Because just because these sports are setting up to start, and all three of them are, that you know, uh, football is too, but uh, basketball, hockey, and uh, baseball within the month, uh, that doesn't mean, or a month or so, that doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. And we'll talk about that later. But we're all here, and we're, we've got uh, we've got some breaking news we want to get to as soon as Sean finishes his thing. We've got Actually, a lot of breaking news. A lot of breaking yeah, news. Yeah, a bunch of breaking uh, news. Then we're going to do, uh, once we do that, and the, uh, some of it is the golf results of NASCAR, and then, but there's, we'll do the uh, story, the big story in NASCAR this week, really one of the biggest stories ever in NASCAR was this week, and we'll cover that in the break, in the middle of the breaking news. Uh, well, we'll do the NASCAR results basically. Yeah. NASCAR results, we'll so we've got the, uh, we're going to do the yeah. Bubba Wallace story too. Well, yeah, we'll that'll be in with the NASCAR results. Yeah, so well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. And then, okay, so then we're going to do, and a couple other breaking items you guys don't even know about yet that we just got in the last <laughs> yeah. like 20 minutes then we're going to do our uh baseball that'll probably take us to pretty much the end of the half hour we'll then uh, have our break probably then we'll go to uh, uh odds and ends we've got hockey we've got that nba basketball we've got, got a bunch the, of nba oh uh, a few yeah. college notes uh, you know a couple of things about different stadiums and nfl a couple of nfl things and one of our nfl note is a uh, breaking uh, nfl story too which is particularly interested interesting to me then <laughs> we've got the deaths there were only three this week now the joe bugle is going to be in the top of next uh, time because we don't, didn't have time to get all his information but david usf nicely put everything in for us already for joe bugle so we've got that for to start us off on july 12th for our death we only got three tonight and then we've got this day in history and we don't have anything for today or yesterday in this day in history that i'm aware of because i couldn't find out anything sometimes things come up that i'm i know of or or i hear about but i didn't hear anything and of course they're only friday. on monday through friday but anyway sean why don't you uh, get us going with your little uh, pre-breaking uh, news wrap here. All right. Well, of course, any time if you want to call in, like we said, dial the Zoom number, 646-876-9923, and then 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. That's code number, star nine. Raise your hand on the phone. Alt-Y on the computer. I believe the more key does it on your phone. Uh, or they said there's something different on the phone now, on the smartphone. I can't remember what it is. But if you want to dial in directly without all that uh, and just get in and make a point and get out, 317-886-1103. If you want to leave us a message anytime throughout the week, 
693-0595. Option number two, say it's for Sports Lounge Live. Uh, also, you can email us at sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. Now, let's get, we got, like I said, we had news coming down in the last few minutes, last Half hour, hour yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, let's so, why don't, why don't you do the golf and get that out of the way? Who, uh, yeah. All right, Dustin, Dustin Johnson. Dustin okay. Johnson won the Travelers yeah. Championship by okay. one stroke. Uh, there was a delay and, for a while. We've had rain in here in the Northeast. Yeah, there was We're a little bit of a delay. So, yep. And, we did. And then we'll get to, let's get to the other breaking news. Then we'll get into NASCAR and their results. It's breaking news. Okay. First. All right. Well, we just, uh, the latest breaking news that, uh, that, uh, Perry just came up with about a, a minute before we went on the air is that Cam Newton is going to be a member of the New England Patriots. He is going to sign a one-year contract with the Patriots. Um, that means we have a professional quarterback who took a team to a Super Bowl that's coming in here. Uh, we don't, you know, he he has his problems. I mean, he is, uh, you know, he's, he's a big dude. He loves to run. We know that. He's been injured because of that. So I think Belichick will probably just take advantage of that, ride him as hard as he can, and, and go for it because you're not going to change the guy. The guy's going to do what he's going to do. And so I think he's, he, you know, he's pretty good quarterback pretty good passer he can do that um so you've got a professional quarterback the the jared sidham era is over at least uh, for now before it began uh because uh, he'll be the backup and you know so you got you got uh, two barbered guys actually i just thought of that yeah so um anyway so they're they're, that's gonna happen and then you then you have ryan uh, brian hoyer uh chris right he's there well he might not be they might keep him they will keep him in training camp and see what goes on you know but the the thing is that uh the problem with all of this for the Patriots in particular is you really want Belichick and the staff to be with these guys. It would have been great in a normal year. Newman probably would have been signed somewhere in April or something. You get him in here, you get, you know, get some time to work with them. They figure out how much am I going to run? How much am I going to throw? What do you want me to do? What, what, what do I want to do? And I'm going to tell you about it because I'm a veteran. I can, you know, speak up to you, you know, so we, we assume that he will get along. Okay. With Belichick, but they're not going to have any rapport to start with. And, you know, Stidham at all, also, same same point, you know, not getting to work with him like he got to work with Matt Castle a whole, uh, you know, when, when Brady, Matt Castle was ready because he'd worked with him yeah. before. So it's it's a disadvantage when you have something like this happening, but it is what it is. Uh, so that's that's the breaking news on the Patriots. Perry, you've got some on Mississippi. Yes, as of this evening, 5.57 p.m. Central Time, the Mississippi Senate following the House has voted 37 to 14 to change the uh, Mississippi state flag removing the Confederate emblem from the state flag. It now goes to the governor, and uh, Governor Tate Reeves says he will sign it. So what this now does, it creates a commission to put out options. You know, what can the flag look like? And then voters will make that decision come November. The only stipulation, obviously, since we just dealt with it is the Confederate emblem is not eligible to be an option. So, but the Mississippi state flag is changing. So I imagine three of the happiest people in Mississippi tonight are Keith Carter at Ole Miss, their AD, John Cohen at Mississippi State, their AD, and the AD at Southern Miss as well. I imagine they're yeah. three of the happiest people around because they can now host the regionals. Mississippi State had a women's basketball thing coming. So mm-hmm. I would imagine those guys are very happy about this news. Yeah. 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 Well, and, that's good. That's good. Yeah, And that also ties in with, well, we'll get to NASCAR and NASCAR results. Uh, they had two cup races back-to-back yesterday and today. Well, one is still going on. Denny Hamlin's in the lead right now. Uh, they had a rain delay. Yesterday, Kevin Harvick won the Poconos uh, 325. They had a truck race before yesterday. Then today they had a truck race, an Xfinity race, and a cup race all in one day. So and first time they've ever done that. Yeah. It's the first time in NASCAR history that's ever been done. And right. first time, yes, first time that's ever been done. Uh, so... And, that Kevin, and what they did, they uh, everybody in the top twenty yesterday. Uh, the way you, you in your uh, the way you finished is you went in reverse order is how you qualified for today. So I mean, okay. yesterday was basically kind of a practice race for today, which is their first practice since they've been back. But they had two cups and two cup races back to back. That's never been done either. But yeah, well, all- apparently, according to the people at Fox, Sean, this was a part of the original schedule of this 
year. So they had planned to uh, try this experiment uh, with or without COVID-19. But Okay, uh, this is before, and this is, this is Fox's almost their last weekend to have racing. They have one on July 12th because it goes to NBC for next weekend and NBC Sports Network, but it, then it goes back July 12th to Fox Sports 1. So Yeah, because uh, yeah. next week is the Brickyard race. So, yeah, and right. Brickyard, Brickyard's and, and, on it. Yeah, and and NBC has that, so they they okay. do that naturally, and but that also ties time. in. That okay. ties in with it works with the Mississippi story, yes. and but you know it ties in because it's related to Bubba Wallace, and you all remember Bubba Wallace was responsible for getting the Confederate flags removed from tracks where they did not. Now NASCAR did not fly the Confederate flag, but a lot of fans would have that, and they said, no, we're not going to have that. So, of course, last Sunday, remember, the race was delayed originally, and people in Bubba Wallace's garage, they noticed a noose hanging in there, and so they investigated. They went. The FBI got involved. Richard Petty came out Monday. They flew him in Monday. Fifteen FBI agents. Okay, yeah. and Richard Petty yeah. is. It turns out is, is he races for the Richard Petty team. Yeah, I didn't know the, that. He's the owner. Bob Wallace races for Richard Petty. He's the owner. Uh, he, you know, Bob Wallace races. So Richard Petty flew in for this because it got out that this was happening, and so they said, "Oh, in case this is what it is." But then they discovered the garages have a pulley that opens the rope that opened the door and so it was a rope but for some reason the rope was tied like a noose now this goes back to they noticed that last october there was a race there late october so it was before so whoever tied the rope that time tied it like a noose and the person who had the garage the team that had it last time was a white person so it was not a hate crime against them uh people people were coming out going after bubble wallace calling and Jesse Smollett, and it's a hoax. It was not a hoax. It was a misunderstanding. They just yeah. saw it. They looked. His and, Bubba and Wallace news, was not. He was I mean, not that was the that somebody did it. Uh, you know, you you figured that's kind of a weird thing to do. So somebody did have some intent that they got lucky because it turned out that Bubba Wallace got in there. I mean, somebody did this. I mean, it's not like, but you can't make it a hate crime because it wasn't specifically aimed at him. Yeah, it was because it's and, random. And it was, the garages are assigned randomly. Yeah, and, so, yeah, and, why and would you put, yeah, they they don't even know what garages are going to have until they get there that weekend. Right. So somebody yeah. else had it that weekend back in October. They they put the, they tied it. It was a rope. Uh, now, Bubba Wallace still said he does not regret going public with, no. with it. He's, no. uh, even though people criticized him, they said, oh, it's a hoax. It was not a hoax. It was a misunderstanding. So people saying it was a hoax. Now, where I think NASCAR probably went a little wrong, they, they leaked it. NASCAR put it out very early that, oh, Bubba Wallace, somebody, they probably should have said, hey, we're investigating a criminal activity and have left it at that, but they went public. So I don't think Bubba Wallace wanted this to be a publicity thing. I don't think he wanted No, but I think NASCAR did the right thing because I think if you, if you, this is the age of Twitter and this is the age of Facebook and this is the age of everything, you can't keep a secret in this country for more than 10 minutes. So if you don't come out with something, somebody's going to out you. Somebody in a, you know, somebody in Bubba Wallace's crew said, well, they, they're suppressing news. By the way, they're, they're uh, investigating this news thing. And so you can't, yeah. you can't wait around with that stuff. Especially you call fifteen FBI yeah. agents. Why are they all going to Talladega? What's going on? Yeah, you know? and to put and to yeah. put icing on to put icing on the cake here, Bubba Wallace is from Alabama. So yeah. they, this happened to a hometown guy. So Right. Yeah, this. And on the flip side, uh one of the lower NASCAR uh circuits in North Carolina <laughs> 311 racetrack in North Carolina decided, and this is in very, very poor taste. Yeah. He was going to sell Bubba ropes. And already his sponsors have pulled out of his track. Multiple sponsors have pulled out. He was going to sell Bubba ropes because of this, cause he believed it was a hoax. He said, what is Bubba doing? Like, you know, where, like I said, it was not, a, for those of the it was not a Jesse Smollett. No, it was not. He no. just, Bubba Wallace wasn't even in the garage. The driver never goes in the garage. It's right. his, it's his pit. Well, the FBI, the, the FBI garage. announced that Bubba Wallace never even saw this. No, he never right. saw it. Yeah. The driver never, driver never goes in the garage. 
area. Okay, so that's yeah. that's the NASCAR story, but we actually, in theory, and we need to say this until July 23rd, are going to have a baseball season. The reason we need to say that is because uh, we're the baseball teams and the football teams, uh, the NFL and MLB, are not going to be in a bubble you know, like hockey and basketball are. Once we get the hockey and basketball teams into their bubble, they should be relatively safe. They, they should be able to continue without too much trouble, just like anybody else in any workplace where they're taking precautions. You know, people are pretty much back to work now going to places where you know you have sanitizer you have masks you have things available to folks and they're going to have all that and they're going to have yeah. pro- protocols but these people are not going to be in bubbles so we're not you know we we both perry and i heard different shows they were talking about these are young guys with it's found that with you know young younger people are the ones who are getting it now because they're not taking the precautions and uh, so you know this is this is a, the you know especially in places like bars and in college campuses and all that kind of stuff and uh, these guys are in their 20s and 30s and some of them don't use the best uh, judgment you know, private parties private party. are a big part of it. Yep. Yes. So we are going to have a baseball season. So Perry, why don't you lay out some of the stipulations for this baseball season that we're supposed to have starting on the 23rd of July? Well, as of today, every uh, team had to submit its 60 man pool of players that they're going to use. Now, probably what you're going to do uh, from what the two gyms were saying this morning, Bowden and Duquette is <clears throat> your 30 man roster that will start the season is probably going to work at your major league uh, site. You know, the, once we get to the, to the start, then what they're going to do probably with the other 30 is send them to a nearby place you may you may use a college you may use a minor league affiliate yep. you know like the cubs very likely unless something changes the cubs will probably just use their facility in des moines because you can fly somebody in there in about an hour yeah if you need to the red so Sox are going to do Pawtucket, Pawtucket, and bc they're going to have players at both, all three right. games. like the braves would use gwinnett which is their the braves are using gwinnett. right now the the interesting things are going to, are going to be these you know, if you're a top prospect and whatever, do you start the clock on those guys? Because if they call them up, they're going to get, if you're not on the 40 man, you get the service time for each day you're there. So if you're there for 28 days, you get 28 days of service time. Now, once you get two weeks into the season, the roster will go from 30 to 28. And then four weeks into the season, it will go from 28 to 26. There is no cap on the 30 as to how many of those cannot be pitchers. So, hypothetically, you could carry 20 pitchers if you wanted to. So, that's that's the roster situation. Now, here's the situation. It is likely, it hasn't been announced yet, but the opening primetime game is going to be the Yankees visiting the Nationals which, of course, would likely be Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer. Which will not have Donald Trump with no mask drawing out the first ball. That, that is would not be correct. Yeah. <laughs> now, he, here are some of the rules. And, boy, these, uh, I'll tell you, on our phones, they've gotten a lot of discussion over yep. there. The yeah, universal, especially, especially the one. The universal DH is now in both leagues. I have a feeling that's here to stay. Um, now, I, isn't I, it true, though, with, that would they, because um, somebody said, and um, it might have been on our group or somewhere, that maybe in 2021 it would not be there because it's not been collectively bargained for a for, full that is, uh, That's correct, but I think what the gyms were saying is they can go in in the off season, you know, and say, hey, we loved it, so let's keep it. Yeah. And yeah. they think that that is likely to happen. And we do have mm-hmm. a hand from Marty, and Marty, we'll get to you in just a second. Um the the other rule, this one has really gotten a lot of discussion. Starting in the tenth inning, we're going to play with softball rules. You're going to have a runner on second base at the start of every half inning, and the way this works, because I think there was some confusion in our phone group, is the the guy on second base is the person who made the third out. So it could go great. Or it could go really bad. If you have a slow-footed catcher that is your third out in the ninth inning, probably not who you want on second base, but to get a faster runner, then you would have to pinch run for that catcher. Yeah, and you might be down, you know, you might that may be the only catcher available, so you may not want to do that. Maybe the 14th or 15th inning, 
Chair? Well, the, they're supposed to. This is their rationale. I think it's an irrational rationale, but it's what they say that they don't want these long games because everybody's going to be on the field for longer periods of time and all this, and they're going to speed it up uh, in this way. I think it's it's a it's a little uh, sneaky thing that Manfred and, the, and his uh, boys are doing it is. to just see what they can do about the speed of the game in general for for the future. You know, yeah. but you know, you know, if you're going to allow 30 men and no, there's no cap on pitchers, Chris, look. Look at it this way. Look at all the time you could spend on pitching changes. Sure. You know, I mean, there's a lot of ways this could go, but uh, like I said, a lot of our people didn't like it. And I heard interviews yesterday with uh, Ron Coomer and Lynn Casper, and neither one were crazy about the DH, but they both really didn't like this one. Lynn Casper's opinion is on the DH is whatever you're going to do. He said, I would just assume we have the same rule in both leagues. He said, I don't necessarily care if you keep it in or take it out, but he said, I would just rather have the same rules so we're playing the same game. Right. Yeah. Now, now on the other hand, uh, Will Fleming, who's been in the minors and seen it, and of course he's working with Joe Castiglione this year, their brother of Dave, he, he likes it, and Lou Merloni said he liked it. So there are some people who do. I think there's some people that want to speed up the game no matter what. Right. And uh, it's like, really, you know, this is so artificial. Now, we had some confusion about scoring and stuff and about that, so we should probably talk about this. They were talking, somebody brought up, well, if there's a perfect game, this ruins the perfect game when you get to the 10th inning. No, they're not, the pitcher didn't do anything wrong. So the play, it's, I, I, what I would call it, I don't know what they're going to call it, but a placement. You have to call it something. So I would say you reach That's what they placement. call it, Chris, a placement. They there you go. place See, the I'm, runner I'm at second base. Because I mean, I'm the one that said it would be the guy from the, the, the order before, that that's probably who they'd use. So without... Um, even hearing these shows, I'm, I'm coming up with these. So they put him on there, and that is nothing the pitcher did wrong. So the perfect game still stands. Now the guy who drives him, in, the guy could get a run scored when he if he scores. The guy could, who drives him in can get RBIs, you know, and all that other stuff. Um, so that's all fine. But but it's a placement, and so it's not going to affect uh, affect that. And the other thing that people were wondering about, I guess that was it. Was it, was it the RBI? And um, you do uh, get it if you drive in that run. It is an RBI. Sure it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And, but and you could you could pitch a Perfect. You could pitch a perfect game and lose. Yeah. Yes, you could. You That's absolutely right, could. You, you could could balk him to third, and he could score on a sacrifice fly. And that'd be the end of it. Yeah, yep, that's right. I, uh, it just, this whole uh, second base thing, it just, uh, it just, I'm a traditional baseball fan. I don't care how long the game well. goes. I, I, too. I, I don't, I, you know, why do we have to dumb things down for 18 and 25 year olds? Right. But in, the, like- in the balance, in the balance of, of, you know, reporting all the facts, their rationale for it this year is, they want you around people, you know, the group as as little yeah. as little as possible. Now, apparently, yeah. somehow word had gotten out that there would be no double headers. Well, if you have rainouts, yes, there will. may be double yeah. headers. So, yeah, Marty, let's bring in let's bring in Marty and yeah, see what he thinks much. about all this. Yeah. yeah. Well, Marty, you, how you doing? I'll tell you what I think about it. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, what I think about it is, uh, I like the DH, um, and some of my National League friends don't like it, but I, that's okay. I, I like the DH. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> that's and, true. And and because I, you know, I like to see people who can hit. You know, it's and I go to a Giants game, and Tim Lindsay comes up to bat. All right, let's get a hot dog. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Matt, so, now Matt, when Matt, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, Robert. Go ahead, Marty. Okay. Anyway, so I, so I I like the I like the DH, but I don't I don't I'm not real wild about or I wasn't real wild about the guy at second base, except I it was brought out to me in the San Francisco Chronicle today that this might make the game interesting. You might see more bunting now. Um, it is, that's when, possible. You know, like in the tenth inning. Yeah. And and bunting has been something that the analytics people do not like. No. Um, you know, why waste it out, that kind of thing. So you might see more bunting. You're going to also see teams, perhaps, I know the Giants will, carry a speedster, a guy like Billy Hamilton. Correct. Um, you know, a guy yeah. like Jorge Mateo for the A's. Um, you're going to see teams carry guys like that just for that 10th inning to come in and be on second base. Um, you're also maybe going to see him carry three catchers. So that uh, scenario Perry pointed out where you have a catcher who's <laughs> at second base. Oh, wait a minute. I got two more catchers. You know what? We're yeah, gonna yeah. Pinch, we're going to pinch run with this guy. That's right. Um, could. Now, now, you know, so Marty, you mentioned, you mentioned going to the Giants and seeing Tim Lindsay combating and how bad that is. In my case, I'm a Cubs fan. And we yeah. have Kyle Hendricks, we have John Lester, and um, we had Cole Hamels last year. Those guys love to bat. Right. 
Oh, yeah. I, I was going to yeah. bring up Madison Bumgarner. One of, one of the reasons yeah, why yeah, he's Madison Bumgarner. Go ahead, Mark. We're going to let him hit. Yeah, I'll bet they'll let him hit. Um, now, the all right, you're going to let him hit. Look, yeah, what the angels, a Japanese guy, uh, yeah. that they said whatever he doesn't, he'll hit. Uh, yeah, Tony. Oh, Tony. Yeah. yeah. Now, what I was going to say about Bumgarner, he said one of the reasons why he signed with Arizona is because he wanted to stay in the National League because he wanted to hit. So, you know, yeah, it, it's so, it's yeah. a personal that's, that's it's a right. personal preference. But boy, I I, I and Steve yeah. Sachs, of course, who was. It was a Dodger for a long time. He was on the radio today, and he can't. He cannot stand either one of these rules. He said, "I, I don't want either one of them." He said, "The sooner they're gone, the better." So, and to let you know, we are a panel divided. We have two national leaguers, myself right. and Harry, two American leaguers, Chris and Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Right. So now, now, as far as the the implementation of the schedule, because we should explain this, because we're going to have those uh, the division. The East is playing the East, Central is playing the Central, West playing the West, and there will right. be interleague games. And the way it's going to work is there's going to be 10 games against uh, the teams in your division. So that's 40 of your 60 games. It's a 60-game schedule that was implemented. So then you've got 20 interleague games, and the way it's going to work, you're going to play six against your designated rival that's uh, and then you're going to play two against one of the other teams that is not your designated rival and then three against the other uh, four against the four. other three teams four, four against yeah, the four other against three teams. teams so that's going to make your 60 games so that's how that's going to work the playoffs will not be any different now there will probably have to be because you're not even playing common schedules there'll probably be a bunch of ties for wild cards and perhaps divisions because the short you know what are the standings usually look like around the first of June well it sort of looks yeah. like a mishmash sometimes you got three teams within two games of each other in a division or something so you may have t- divisions to be settled and then going on to wild card. So they may actually need an extra two or three days to get to the playoffs themselves. And that reminds me, that reminds me, Chris, this runner on second base rule, that is a regular season rule. It yes. does not apply during the postseason. So like, like hockey, we're going to have different rules in the regular season and the postseason. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if the NFL does. I forget if their overtime rules are different in, in the regular season. No, they're the well, same. They are they're the same. You, they're, we, you they're only the play one overtime during the regular season. Yeah. You have sudden death. You don't ever have a tie, so that's a different in the NFL. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, that's that's another thing. And uh, oh wait, did Marty have more to say? Did Marty have more to say? Yeah. Well, I, I I'll tell you what. I think the DH is here to stay, and, and that's I, not I agree. Necessary editorial editorial comment, but both sides want it. That's one of the few things they agree on. Yeah, that is correct. This universal mm-hmm. DH. Yeah, so I yeah. I think it's here to stay. That's my gut, my gut feeling. By the way, I did have two, and I can do these later with you. Some days in history, including today. So oh, I, I can well, do oh, actually, yeah, we'll, do bring, we'll bring you back later. Definitely. Yeah, we'll you can come back at the end of near the All end right. when we get to today after we do this. Yeah, we've, we've got up through today, Friday. So we need you. We yeah, need you. let's get That'll to be good. Um, okay. Let's go to let's get to Jerry, and then we'll go to the commercials, and then we'll come back. Jerry, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I have an interesting question. Okay, all right, yeah, I, I agree. The DH is here to stay universally. Uh, how does a okay? How is like a National League manager to determine we haven't played any games yet? Nobody has, uh, you know, who their team's DH is going to be? Cause you're going to dec- you're gonna decide that, Jerry, during during your spring training. Now, hypothetically. According to, they had Alex Anthopoulos on this morning, the the GM for the Braves, and he said you can play three exhibition games, but he doesn't know that many teams are going to do that, you know, because of all the travel that would be involved in it. But hypothetically, you know, like Chris, the Red Sox might go play the Mets, the Mets. or somebody yeah, the like Mets. that. Yeah. The Cubs mm-hmm. might play the White Sox. But the interesting thing there is, if you're already going to play them six times, do you really want to play anymore during the, during the exhibition? Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. And they, they may play a lot of inter-squad games. And just, you know, there's a DH. You can always find a DH because some DHs are just crummy. I mean, they're just not. I get what you're saying, Jerry, because they didn't build the team to have a DH, you know, which they would when, once they knew it would be. I mean, the Red Sox first year of DH uh, came along, went out and specifically got Orlando Cepeda to do it. So yeah. you're not going to be able to prepare like that. But you can still have somebody can hit the ball. Now, I was listening to Hi Rose and Susan Waldman this morning, and they had Anthony DeCamo on who who covers the Mets? DeComo, DeComo. Well, oh, yeah, they they had him on this morning, and he said the Mets could use uh, Cespedes. They could use yep. uh, Dominic Smith. They've got several different options. They're one of the few National League teams that do. So he 
said it's going to be well, interesting to see how Ma- uh, National League managers handle this. Yeah, and for the and for the Cubs, this could open up a roster spot for somebody who was kind of on the cusp of maybe not making the team. This could open up a, a roster spot for somebody like Jason Kipnis. Yeah, there you go. Now, just one more thing about traveling. We have been saying that the announcers would not travel. There's a little window of possibility in that. Will Fleming was telling everybody on Wednesday night on WEI that there, the stipulations are you would not travel with the team if you travel. You would you would do it on your own and have to either fly or, or probably drive. It would probably be to places that you could get to quickly in the, in the various cities. So that would be part of it. Number two, the ballpark where you're going has to agree to have you because you're an extra person that they haven't been vetting all the way through their processes as a workplace so they'd have to agree to allow you to come and uh, number three uh, your team or station you know some of these guys are hired by the team but some of them are hired by the station right. they have to agree of course to send you so by the way just so I don't forget it costs $60,000 to get somebody in a media person into the bubble for the NBA just so you know so uh, and, by, and just they, for just for knowledge the only two teams that we know officially what they're doing the Cubs are not traveling and neither are the Astros. Now, when the Cubs say they're not traveling, I can't believe, unless the the White Sox park doesn't want them, that they couldn't go over there. But that's, you know, uh, the people yep. may yeah. it may still do that. Now, the other thing, too, about uh, San Diego is back on lockdown. So that doesn't mean they're going to be on lockdown forever, but they are back on lockdown. And Houston is, of course, having a, they're an epicenter right now. So the thing is, the right now, Everybody's supposed to have a backup ballpark and hopefully far enough away so you'd be out of the epicenter uh, of your area, you know. But Houston or San Diego may have to start their spring trainings uh, somewhere other than their field. And so, we reported on the Toronto situation last week. There's nothing new there. So we'll, we will report. Obviously, we'll report yeah. things as we get them. But right, but they may about, be in Buffalo. But that's yes, what, but what they may Yes, but speaking about reporting, do. we better take this break or Bill is going to yell at me. So let's go to the break. Uh, we'll be back. NBA in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2 men 2 xorg to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. I know. You don't. (laughs) Oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. (laughs) No. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Back we are. No real changes in the listenership this week. Only it's a little bit up from the past few weeks, so people are well, sensing good. baseball. I think well, people are actually beginning to believe that we're getting close enough that we might have some right. reports, and again, we're, we're, Denny we're Hamlin trying to... Is still in, Denny Hamlin is still in the lead with 10 laps to go. Okay. okay and, well, and, and, by, and by the way, guys, before we went to break, don't send Bill any nasty emails. Bill is not going to yell at me. We all get along rather, and yeah, we have fun. We do. So we do. Bill, I know, I know, Bill is not going to yell at me, so just no. don't send One any nasty baseball emails. Note before we go on to hockey and basketball and the other things, uh, Andy Mazer, I guess, is going to be the uh, radio voice of the White Sox. Uh, That's the last I had heard. Is he was just going to finish out this year, and they will make a decision later. 
well. He's very good. When he was in, I was surprised he didn't stay in San Diego. I don't know what all was going on, but he was excellent when he was with the Padres. So and, we, and we have other media news when we get to the NBA as well. So okay, we'll we'll do that. Oh, okay, we're in the NBA. Let's get the media news first because we'll get into the Corona. We're in the show. NBA now. We're not doing hockey first, which oh, is something no, that we have. Okay, well, yeah, hockey um, had well, things happen this week. So the NBA, we had the test, but nobody's uh, in hockey. Well, NBA we has those, a lot more stuff going on this week. Yeah, well, we'll get to all of it. But we with uh, hockey, we got the lottery. And uh, and let's see the loser. One of the losing teams of the remember the the uh, bottom eight teams in the playoff five through five twelve six eleven seven ten eight nine are playing those series, and one of them will I guess get the number one pick. Is that right? Um, that they that is the number correct. One pick well, open. What what they'll do after the first round of the playoffs, they will have a second lottery, and they'll you, they'll pick nine through fifteen, and then one of those teams will will wind up with the number one pick. So right now, the ones that are locked in apparently are two the L.A. Kings, three the Ottawa Senators, four the Detroit Red Wings, the mo- woeful Detroit Red Wings, I always have to add. Five, again, the Ottawa Senators, so they must have gotten a trade to, Yes, they, that was my Sharks that, that uh, oh, gave away go. their number Good. one draft pick. So there Six, you go. the Anaheim uh, Ducks, and seven, the Devils, and eight is Buffalo. That is so, correct. And then we have some Hall of Famers going in, uh, Robert, on uh, allegedly November 16th, uh, they were announced, right? Mm-hmm. We have Ken Holland, the Detroit and Edmonton General manager who won some Stanley Cups uh, with, with Detroit. Uh, Doug Wilson who mostly played for the Blackhawks and won I think three Stanley Cups, right? Uh, no, uh, Doug Wilson did not win a Stanley Cup. Oh, that was before. Player. Okay. I didn't yeah. know when he played. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Lowe if it played for the Edmonton and Rangers. I think he won six Stanley Cups. He won though. six Stanley Cups. That's yeah. correct. Uh, and then um, Jerome McGinley but we mostly played for Calgary. He's going in. Yes. And Mar- Mario Hosa, who did win Stanley Cups for the uh, Blackhawks. He was on all. Th- he was on all three Chicago Blackhawks um, right. te- uh, winning teams. So okay. The- so. Was there any more hockey we need to do? I don't think so. No, that was it. Oh. All right. Uh, so before we wanna, before we go to the before we go to the NBA, we do have some yep. more breaking news. Okay. This came across the New England Patriots have been fined one point one million dollars for the activities of that TV crew. You know that we heard about during the season. Oh, and with also, the Bengals. With, yeah, yes, and, the, with and the they've also been docked a third round pick in the next year's draft. Oh, but they got Cam Newton. Everything's fine. We could we could deal with all that. And, We're and all remember, that. they're still dealing with the Robert Kraft situation, which we have not heard the final conclusion of either. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, but now well, let's Sean get to the NBA. Hot okay. to trot on the NBA. Go ahead, Sean. First of all, in okay. the NBA media news, Gary Gerald has been appointed the interim TV voice of the Sacramento Kings to replace uh, Grant Napier. And uh, Gary Gerald has been the radio voice of the Sacramento Kings from day one since 1985. And what I think is going to occur uh, is Jason Ross, who's taken over at doing the talk show, for Grant Napier, I think he will be moved into the radio job, and uh, and for for to finish out this year anyway. And then does he have make, any? Does he have play by play experience? Uh yes, he's he's filled in for Gary on on occasion, and he's is he he's, uh, related to Spencer Ross just by uh, any chance? N- no, uh, because okay. Jason has a much better voice. Hi, <laughs> right, Spencer um, Ross's voice was all right. Anyway, yeah. uh, well, <laughs> anyway, so that. That's the way it looks. Now, I don't know officially about the radio, but that's how I think it's going to play out. Now, Marty lives closer to that area. He might know more. They may but, also wear yeah. $60,000 to some. I don't know. Maybe he would be uh, do a Chick Hearn simulcast type thing. That could work. Well, yeah. that, that could be because Gary has always done radio. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And other so ideas, ahead, stuff. Yep. Of course, they, they, did the, they did the testing, as we know. Uh, they tested 302 players. 16 players tested positive for the coronavirus. 5%. Yep. Five, yeah, about 5%. Uh, Avery Bradley is the most notable player who's not going to show up, plays for the Lakers. A big part of it, though, for him is he has a son with a breathing disorder, and his concern is he's going to be there, and his son... Remember, the the families can come after the first round, and we all know the Lakers are going to be there probably after the first round. Probably, more than likely. So he's going to, you know, 
he is given permission. You know, they said, okay, we understand that right. makes sense. You're, you have your family uh, concerns. So he's the most notable player of the 22 teams in the bubble who is not going to be there. And we, uh, need, to, we need to remind people, uh, in case we have new listeners, uh, we're not going to know the official names of the players that tested positive for this because, because of HIPAA laws unless they release right. the information themselves. Cases, in some cases, we may because if yeah. for whatever reason baseball has a a list, the, a, a coronavirus a list, COVID nineteen list. Yes, yeah. yeah. And there is no, there's no amount of days you'll be on that list from when you test positive until you get two negatives. So it, if it takes you twenty five days, you'll be on that and list. And that's for similar to what days. the NBA is doing. The NBA is doing very similar. Also, they start. Uh, training camp coming up very soon. Then they'll be quarantined. They'll go to the bubble. July 30th, there will be games on July 30th, July 31st. They will go. They will play on three courts at the Disney Wide ESPN Wide World of Sports uh, Resorts. There, uh, the big game on the 30th, Lakers Clippers. 31st is going to be Milwaukee Boston. You're going to see quadruple headers on the weekends, triple yeah, headers now, on the weekends. They're picking up. Apparently, you said uh, Sean. And yeah, hold on. Yeah, I'm getting to that. I'm getting. Okay. To that. I'm getting right to that. What they're doing? Here's how they're doing the schedule. They are taking your next eight games that you play. They're taking the in the schedule. You will play those eight games. Now, if you were playing a team that was not in the bubble, then they move on to the next game. So, a lot of people are talking about how New Orleans they want the Pelicans in there. Oh, they give them an easy schedule. Well, if you look at their last few games, their schedule was easier if they had played a full season than it is now. Where Lakers had a very easy schedule. Now they're going because that eight-game run, they had a very tough... They're talking like they have the third toughest schedule going with these last eight games. So Do we, they're uh, going now on, that. On the weekdays, are the starting times going to be any different? Are they going to start like, uh, you know, earlier? Or are they going to... Oh, yeah, there will, be games, there will be games throughout the day. Yeah, there will okay. be games throughout the day. Also, all games will be some way that people can watch them nationally. They'll have some TNT games, ESPN, NBA TV. Plus, I believe League Pass, NBA League Pass, will be made available for these eight games. Also, another thing, NBA players, they can, and this came down yesterday, they can have their names removed from their jersey with, and have them replaced with social justice messages if they want or, to. Or charity remember, messages or whatever yeah, they would like. That, yeah. yeah, that was the concern of some players. Remember Kyrie Irving, well, his wow. concern. Remember some of them were like, how can we do this? Avery Bradley was a legitimate person to, to say that, by the way, too. Yeah, yeah Avery, Avery Bradley was the legitimate one to say, but of course, you know, he, he did, have the, and I said, this is a way we, because since all games will be somewhat where anybody can see them nationally, they will have those uh, messages on there. Also, it is up to the team. They will have 37 people per team at the Disney resorts. So some teams, their announcers, their radio announcers will be back in the studio. Like with Dallas, Chuck Cooperstein will not be going to Disney. He will be doing the games from Dallas. I don't know about Bill Schoening, don't know about some of the others. But, yeah, a lot of them are not part of that 37-man roster because you'll have the players, the coaches, trainers, other sports right. staff. Now, some, if you work for a station, I, uh, uh, Sean and Max here work for the sports hub, so that would be up to them to pay for them to go probably. Well, no, no. They will not, uh, they're not going to be there. That's part of the 37-man bubble as part of your team. No, no, no. That's, if you work for the station, then you're a media representative, and you can pay $60,000 to have a media representative come. If you're a media, uh, you like a newspaper or whatever. Okay, what yeah, because I know earlier. I know the national, like Bleacher Report, Rick Buecher is going, some of the national media. I did not know that about the local. I thought it was up to, they had to be part of your 30, if you're a local broadcaster. No, they had no, because be your that's your team party. And now they may, because they want, they might want those guys there. I don't think Tommy Heinz is going to go. They may want the TV, TV, and you know, they, they may agree that three of them will be Sean and Max and, you know, the TV uh, uh, voice whose name is escaping me right now. My, Mike, uh, Gorman. Mike Gorman. Mike Gorman. 
they may be three of the people. Although he's an older guy too, so he may want to stay back. But anyway, the, yeah. I, they thought they were going at least. So I'm thinking either the station will pay, or they'll go, or maybe they'll want the station will pay for one. Max does color on TV sometimes, so they may pay for Max, and then uh, RKO. I mean, uh, the sports hub may pay for uh, Sean, something like that. I think they'll be there. That, 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 remi- that reminds me, while we're in the NBA and we're talking about media. Um, This week I did this, and so other people can too. If you have, through TuneIn, if you have the TuneIn premium service, which means you can listen to archives and things like that on your phone, your computer, or what have you, you can link that through your uh, Miss A device, and you would not then need to pay extra for your TuneIn Live. So what you pay for your TuneIn Premium would also apply to that. So if, if you have TuneIn Premium, I'll go in, A, you have to disable TuneIn Live first and uh, cancel it, and then you enable it, and then you go in and link your TuneIn Premium. And that might save you a little bit of money. If, you, you know, if you're paying for both, go ahead and link that, and then you can save yourself some money. Okay. So do we have any more on, uh, one, on one the other in, One other NBA note, Vince Carter okay. officially called it quits this week. After I thought he was 112 anyway. After, 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 no. 20, after 22 years. Wow, so. okay. Insanity. Oh, that's another Vin. Yeah, that's Lynn Sanity. No, it's we never the same one. Same yeah, one. Well, Vin Sanity, yeah. yeah. So yeah, anyway, yeah. So, uh, so training camp, I think they're supposed to start arriving around the 7th of July, and I think training yes. camps are going to start the 10th of July. Is that right? I Something believe like so. That? Yeah. I yes. believe so. And hockey, by the way, Robert, we still don't have our city pick, do we? No, uh, they're they're uh, they're slowly but surely eliminating them. But uh, since uh, Canada has not opened things up for people to travel back and forth, it looks like the Canadian teams may have to work out of the U.S. So. Okay, well, I mean, and, soon they'll be going to the bubble because around the 10th of July, they're going to want to start, too. They yeah. just have to tell them where they're going, and then everybody's going to go. I mean, Yeah, you know. well, no, no official announcements have been made yet. Right. Okay, so we have some more odds and ends before we get to our death and our uh, disdain history. NFL. Well, there, there's that, but I, I just have them chronologically, but I have the NFL together. Uh, Noak Djokovic came down with the virus, and he was doing an exhibition tennis thing in uh, Serbia and Croatia, and there was no social distancing. They were having parties. They were having a good time. No masks. Well, he came up with the, uh, you know, came up with to raise money for the, vi- the victims of the virus. I think, though, Chris, this is a good time to put out a PSA to the okay. P- to anybody. Folks, be smart. You, yeah. if you're if you're not smart, that could be the difference in whether all these sports go or not. Because if if things start spiking, and people are not being smart, that could be the reason some of these things get canceled. So that's right. I know, I know the here. I know the masks are, are annoying. They uh, trust me. I wear one. I know they're annoying. Do it just for just to help we you and everybody else. 300, 318 year olds graduated high school. We had a big party out at Lake Travis here in Austin. 48 of them tested positive. Right. And then some could have infected uh, the family members who would be more vulnerable than they yeah. are. So there you go. You know? Okay. So the NFL, the teams will decide about, along with their local officials, of course, how many fans they'll have at the game. So you might have some games with none. You might have some games with 50%, whatever, but they'll decide. And of course, conditions may change. So you may start the year having fans and then not and of course as we said football as i said earlier football and baseball are not in bubbles so they're really uh more than hockey and basketball subject to the the way this virus goes around the country so we'll have to see how they do with that and 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 they have also decided the first six rows of each stadium will not have fans they're going to let that go for advertising Okay. Yes. Now, Iowa State seemed pretty happy to have 50% of their fans there, Perry, but not so fast, huh? Not so fast. Uh, Story County, which is where Ames is, has told them they are recommending that they have no fans, um, and we've not heard an announcement from Jamie Pollard after that, but I would assume that if Story County doesn't want... The problem with college is, though, that is, uh, the fans are a big part of the college experience. Yeah. NFL, oh, yeah. can, NFL can probably make pretty well on TV, but college, they really need the fans. So, I mean, if you would see some major, major problems develop between now and, say, the next month, you may have to see college football push back into into the, you know, that spring plan we had talked about. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. I mean, that's college, and, and rightfully so, you know, we've, we've been focusing on the other sports, and, and rightfully so, because they're coming closer and faster. 
and the NFL has been pretty much not changing things, except they did do one thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. But college, haven't heard much about it lately, but uh, really there's no information. They don't know where we're going to be in August, you know, and, and uh, we, we are we anywhere near where we thought we'd be at the beginning of this month when we had, had uh, the demonstrations that just started, the uh, the state had not fully opened up the way they did, and, and we you know we didn't have the spikes we do. So no, who could predict that? It's like I've, I've been saying this right along on this show and everywhere. It's like predicting the weather, but it's like your first hurricane. This is their, everybody's first COVID virus, you know. It's right. not the same. Just because you can't compare it to Ebola or SARS or anything else, it's its own entity. What works on it, what treatment, but also what's going to spread it, how spreadable is it, and in what circumstances, inside, outside, mask, no mask, all that. At least we have the reason we can open society other than places that have to re-lock down like San Diego now when it gets really bad is we do have masks, which we didn't have at the beginning, and, and we do have more testing. It's not perfect, but we do have more testing than we did. So the Hall of Fame game is one casualty of the NFL season. That is was going to be on uh, August 6th between the Steelers and the Cowboys. It is not. They're going to play. They're going to come next year and play in Canton, and they're also not having the uh, ceremonies. And so they're going to have twice the fun in 21. They're going to do the uh, class of 20 and the class of 21 will both come in at the same time. And, and that's all baseball. And that's what baseball is going to do also. And I'm right. glad you mentioned fans, Chris, because that reminds me. The San Francisco Giants in baseball announced uh, had. They told their season ticket holders, send in pictures because we're going to make poster size, um, poster size pictures of you, and we're going to put your posters in your in your seats that you bought for the year. Isn't that cute? And, yeah. Okay. And the NFL all teams re- report on possibly July twenty eighth. They're talking about cutting it back to two preseason games. Right. That's right. Yeah. The New York Marathon was canceled. That was one of the last holdouts for for something like this. Again, you can play that tennis tournament and with or without fans because it is an international thing. But it's more like golf. It's not. You haven't marathon. Nobody's really. You know. You can't tra- test the thirty thousand marathon runners and have them come from all over the world and everything else if they could get to New York at that point. Although New York's doing fine, but again, by November, who knows who's going to be doing fine? But right. you know, it isn't that. It's it's basically the same thing with Boston. But so the fiftieth marathon marathon. It would have been their 50th. It'll be held uh, next year in 21. They just have to skip this year. Um, Gary, uh, oh, yeah, we did the Gary Gerald stuff. That's good. And uh, let's uh, see. NFL, NFL Players Association. They, yeah, okay. they sent out a memo telling their players to not be working out in large groups, although <laughs> several players have been defiant. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski others. Rob Gronkowski defiant? Really? Wow. Yeah, that's okay. what he does on a regular basis. In Tampa Bay in large groups, also other teams say it. But this is not the NFL, the league saying this. This is their union, the Players Association yeah, saying do not do this, but the players. Morris, uh, Smith said he read, yeah, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Uh, uh, let's see, who else? I don't know. There are four or five quarterbacks. Uh, Matt Stafford. Yep. 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 So Roberto Durand has the uh, virus now. That he in Panama. He's being treated yes. in Panama. So yeah. that's that's too bad. Um, Morehouse College in Atlanta. There will be no football this year. They've just canceled. They're their a Division two school. You're okay. right. Okay. So anybody else got any more odds and ends before we go uh, to the UCLA death? UCLA has cut ties with Under Armour. I think a lot of it has to do with the Chip Kelly stuff. Okay. Well, yeah, Under Chip Armour. is really costing UCLA lots of money. Yeah, Under Armour, UCLA, there was a big deal to get them involved. They were, you know, un- so they they've cut ties. So. Okay. So once again, we have a fourth death that we know of that we'll talk to you about on July 12th when we come back, which will be uh, Joe Bugle, who was the coach of the uh, Arizona, Phoenix and Arizona Cardinals, and he was also the offensive lineman, uh, line coach for the Hogs there, the, Super, the Redskins, a uh, great offensive line. So we'll be talking about him, and we'll get that information for you. But <laughs> excuse me, we do have three of them. One is Phil Kruger. He was 90 years old. He was an assistant at Long Beach City College. This is football. Long Beach City College from 60 through 62. He was assistant at Utah State in 63. The head coach of Fresno State in 64 and 65. He was assistant at USC under John McKay in 66 through 70. He was, he, let's see, then he went to Illinois and was an assistant there from 71 to 72. Then he went to, he was the head of Utah State, 73 through 75. Assistant coach 
coach at Tampa Bay, 76 through 80. Remember, Tampa Bay, John McKay ran that franchise in the early years. So he brought him in, back with him, 76, 80. And then he was the GM in Tampa Bay in 86. I don't know what he did in between, but he was the GM at Tampa Bay in 86. His record was 31 wins, 22 losses. His best season was in 74 when he was 8-3 and three at Utah State. And um, I don't have a cause of death on him. Now, here's somebody that I'm very familiar with, and uh, I'm going to talk about him for a minute. This guy came into the Red Sox managing job, and under he had two strikes on him with many of us fans because he replaced Dick Williams, who had taken the Red Sox to the impossible dream, uh, you know, had won the pennant. And, and Carl Yastrzemski, in, at the end of 69, went to Tom Yawkey, or late in 69, went to Tom Yawkey because uh, he was getting yelled at by Dick Williams for not hustling. And t- Carl Yastrzemski went to Tom Yawkey as the players had been doing all the, uh, since he owned the team in 1933 and basically got Dick Williams fired. So Eddie Casco came in, a nice man, and everybody liked him, but he was really under a cloud with a lot of us fans. I remember Eddie Enlund called him the fox because he didn't think he knew anything about strategy or anything, you know. So anything he did, did wrong, Eddie Enlund and the Sports Huddle gang were all over him, and a lot of people were. But Eddie Casco has died. He was 88 years old. He was he played third, short, and second base uh, in, the Ameri- in the majors. He played with the Cardinals in 50 57 and 58. Then uh, he was traded, and probably along with Kurt Flood, or in the Kurt Flood trade, because remember, Kurt Flood started out with the Reds, and then he went to the Cardinals. So we always know about Kurt Flood for the free agency and a very good outfielder and so forth. So anyway, Getty Casco went over to the uh, Reds in that trade. 59 through 63, played with the Reds. Then he went to Houston first, the Colt 45s in 64, the Astros in 65, then the Red Sox in 66, who were rebuilding, but I guess they wanted a veteran presence. And then he was a National League All-Star in uh, both All-Star games in 61 with the Reds. That was the year they won the pennant. He hit uh, 264 in his career, 935 hits, uh, 147 doubles. Uh, he had 13 triples and 22 home runs. And then, uh, let's see, he was and 261 RBIs. Then he had uh, and 31 steals. Then he had he was the manager of the AAA ball clubs. And actually, it was a pretty good start. That's kind of I guess they, they really liked the way he'd been in the clubhouse in '66. So they made him AAA manager for Toronto, replacing Dick Williams there too, because Dick Williams had, had been come to Boston to manage the Red Sox. So he's manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, they were in '67. Then that team moved to Louisville, became the Louisville Colonels in '68 and '69. Still a Red Sox affiliate. Then he was hired uh, by the Red Sox as manager 70 through 73 and then uh, replacing Dick Williams, as I explained. His record was pretty good because they had a decent, they'd win 85, 87 games, way behind the Orioles. But he was the manager of the team, and I know it comes up about once a month in this show, that lost a half by half a game to the Detroit Tigers in 1972. That was a pretty good team. But anyway, for his managerial career, it was not bad, 132 and 82. Uh, and uh, let's see. Then uh, in minor leagues, by the way, he was 213-213. And then he was a scout, 74 through 77, director of scouting in 78 through 92, vice president of development, 92 to 94, and he reti- And then he retired, and then he was the Hall- Red Sox Hall of Fame in 2010, and I don't have a cause of death on him. And the last one is a relief pitcher who people in Texas and Atlanta will remember because he kept going back and forth between Texas and Atlanta. His name was A. Adrian Devine. He was 68. He was in Atlanta, 73 and 74. He was out, out actually in 74 for the Braves because he had arm injuries. Then he was with the Braves, 75, 76. Texas, 77. Atlanta, 78 and 79. Texas, 80. I don't know what was going on. 217 games, 26 and 22 record, 4.21 ERA and 194 Ks, and he died of cancer. So now we have this day in history to do. Well, before and that, before we get, before before we get, before we get there, Chris, Chris, uh, yep. before we get to the history, um, yep. I do just want to mention to you, we have some new listeners tonight. One's name is Joe, and another one is uh, Jimmy. I won't give their last names because, you know, I don't know if they want me to do that or not, so I, I won't. But we just want to welcome our new listeners in. I don't believe okay. they've not been in the and Zoom right. room before, so wel- welcome in, guys. Do we do we know where they're from? I don't know. Michigan okay, and Arkansas. Uh, What's that, Bill? Oh, Jimmy Michigan. from Arkansas. Oh, oh, face. I know about him. He, he calls the country show all the time. I know yeah, about Jimmy him. Yeah, Jimmy and okay. Joe no. from Michigan. And uh, okay. Obviously, and, obviously, welcome in, though. 
Yeah, right. and Danny Hamlin did win the Pocono 350. Uh, Kevin Harvick finished second. So okay, that okay. So, all, right. all right. So on the days in history, and then we'll uh, if Marty is still around, we'll yeah, ask we him to come. Yeah, we can get Marty in for whatever Marty, day. Marty, Marty, no, the 28th what? he had, so we will save him for last because that's today. He said he had something for today. Yeah. And so we'll start with the 22nd in 1937. Uh, Joe Lewis beat uh, James James Braddock to win the heavyweight title, and then a uh, year later, I guess on the same day, but we don't know about that. He beat Max Schmeling in one round. That's that famous fight you hear Clem McCarthy, you know, uh, going crazy. And that's the one that was really cool. That's like Jesse Owens. Those are the two things that are thought of in sports at that time yeah. before the war. Two uh, black men beating Germans, uh, you know, while the Nazis were pumping their and, chests. And, and, and oh, I, believe, I believe both were in Germany, weren't they not? Uh, no, the, the Schmeling fight was here. I think it was okay. the Yankee Stadium, yeah, okay. but the uh, but Jesse Owens was in Germany, right in front of Adolf Hitler, and that was uh, yeah. that was pretty good. In yeah. the forty nine, uh, Ezra Charles beat uh, Joe, Jersey Joe Walcott to win the uh, uh, heavyweight championship. In seventy nine, Larry Holmes beat Mike Weaver to uh, win the championship or to, to retain. Well, it. he, sure he kept that. it because he made twenty successful title defenses. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, in yeah, ninety four, yeah. the U.S. finally won a World Cup game. Nineteen fifty. They won the whole thing, by the way. The reason I think they won it in 1950, as bad as our soccer probably was, was because uh, no other country was halfway functioning. I mean, uh, you think about a, a, a five- or six-year yeah, virus, two, you know, if you want to think about World War II and the rest of the world. So, uh, basically, we won it by default, I'm sure. But uh, we yeah. did win the World Cup in 50. but the first game we had won since then was in 1994 at the Rose Bowl, and uh, they beat uh, Columbia, I think. And, two to uh, one. Yeah, 2-1, to one, they beat Columbia. And, and then, also, Houston beat... Uh, the Knicks four games to three to win the uh, 1994 championship that day. And so then we move on and uh, let's see. Oh, in 1999, they awarded Hack Wilson another RBI. So he uh, then he already had the record for a season for uh, he then had 191 RBIs in 1930. That's a record. Already was a record, but um, they just uh, there was a clerical error and they needed to uh, award that RBI to him. So it happened uh, in 1991. June 23rd in, in, two, in 1917, Babe Ruth walked the first hitter he faced. Uh, the, uh, we, I don't know who the Red Sox were playing, but he walked a guy named Ray Morgan, and then he got thrown out of the game for arguing about it with the umpire. So then Ernie Shore came in, and Ernie Shore promptly picked Ray Morgan off first base and went on and retired the next 26 players with no hit. So they, they it's a combined no hitter because Babe didn't give up a hit and did pitch in the game. So that's the way they uh, they they did it. And that was a very year. very first combined no hitter I believe in that's major correct. history. So in 1918, Dutch Leonard pitched a no hitter same day for the Red Sox uh, against the Tigers. And then um, the British Open in 22, Walter Hagen, the first American to win that. Uh, because remember, uh, golf started over in uh, England and Scotland, so uh, we were that the newcomers. Was their 60, 63rd British Open because that started in 1860. There you go. Yep. Julius Boros won the uh, the U.S. Open in 63 over Arnold Palmer in a playoff. And I was telling uh, the story, my father, because uh, Julius was from Connecticut, and so he knew he was a New England golfer, and this was being played at the Country Club in Brookline. My father said he's going to beat Arnold because he's going to be able to keep the ball in the fairway on this windy day. We had a dry, windy day, and uh, he was able to do that, and uh, he won that title. Not the Palmer, but, you know, the courses. Basically, in New England, you fit things in where they'll fit because we, we have a very densely populated area. Places where Arnold played probably had a little bit uh, wider fairways and stuff in western Pennsylvania. So, anyhow, he did beat him uh, in the wind. And in 75, Lou Graham won the U.S. Open, and he beat uh, John Mahaffey in a playoff. And in 05, San Antonio beat Detroit four games to three to win their third championship. They won it in 03. Uh, First one post David Robinson. Right, and then won in 03, and then Detroit won it over the Lakers in 04, and then they uh, San Antonio got back in the finals and won it in uh, seven games in San Antonio. It's June 24th in 22, the NFL uh, there were two name changes on that day. The Decatur Staleys, they played in Decatur, Illinois, became the Chicago Bears, of course, founded by George Hallis uh, as the Staleys, but they played as that for about three years, and then they became the Chicago Bears, and then, uh, let's see, and it became the NFL, too, that day. That was yep. the other thing that happened, because it was not the NFL. I don't know what it was called before that, but it was It was not. the American Professional Football Association. They got their name changed to the NFL. Right. 95, the New Jersey Devils beat Detroit uh, four games to none. 
done. And the reason it was so late, um, and, and both both of these actually the same reason, reason these are so late because of strikes. Uh, the NHL didn't come back till January of 95. And uh, when did it come back in 13 or 12 and 13? It was oh, late then, I too. I can't remember. What, I, I don't remember when it came it, back, it was, but in 13, was, I erroneously. similar, yeah. Yes, and uh, I, I erroneously said that uh, the uh, Chicago beat Philadelphia in that game, four games to two in 13. They beat the Bruins four games to two, and I met yeah. that up on the, yeah. I heard that today when I was playing the messages back, and I made that mistake. So they beat the Bruins four games to two at Boston Garden to win the Stanley Cup. On June 25th in 32, Gene Sarazen won the uh, U.S. Open. In 76, uh, uh, Toby Hara played a doubleheader for Texas. He never felt, field the ball, fielded a ball in either game. That's the first shortstop to ever not field a ball during a doubleheader. I don't know if it's happened since, but I haven't heard about it. In no, it has 90, not. That's the only 90, one ever. 99, San Antonio beat the Knicks four games to one to win their first title. Uh, that, that was, was a strike season. Fair Garden. And that was a that strike was season, a strike too. too. Yep, yep. They started around the 20, around, around the time of the Super, week after the Super Bowl, early February, I yeah. remember. Right. And, and June 26, Ingemar Johansson uh, beat Floyd Patterson. Now, last week we talked about Patterson being the first uh, guy to win a title back on June 20th of 60, but Ingemar got it from him in the 59 again at the Polo Ground on June 26, Friday night. And then 62, or, or my first no-hitter, no I remember, of the Red Sox and kind of a cool night. Earl Wilson pitched a no-hitter for the Red Sox against the Angels at Fenway Park. It was a 2-0 uh, win by him, and he hit a home run to help his cause, and he was a good hitter. You talk about good hitting pitchers. He was one of the best. So he they won the game 2-0, he, and the fans and the television audience, because it was a Tuesday night game case, they would broadcast Tuesday night games on TV here, even though they were home games. And they got to see a rainbow. Uh, there was a thunderstorm activity, much as we're having today. And they had uh, they had saw a rainbow. So that was kind of uh, symbolic. In 96, Iron, I, Alan Iverson practice uh, was the uh, guy who uh, was drafted number one. And in 2003, LeBron James, by Philadelphia, LeBron James was drafted by Cleveland number one. And then if Marty's around, he could tell us uh, some more history. Marty is on. Marty, go ahead. Go ahead, Marty. All right. Uh, I wanted to, yeah, I'll do the 28th, and we missed something on the 25th. We'll do the 28th first. Okay. We'll going in order here. On this, on this date, 1947, the Cal Bears baseball team won the first, and of course their first, College World Series. They beat Yale. Now, a couple notable players on that team. Jackie Jensen played for the Bears. You probably remember I, him, Chris. I sure do. Uh, for the Red Sox. Yep. And he was a pitcher, though, on that team, not an outfielder. He was a pitcher. And then over at first base for Yale, he had an 0-for-7 series. <laughs> he ended up not having a very, very distinguished baseball career, but he did have somewhat of a distinguished political career. And I'm talking about George Herbert Walker Bush. Correct, yeah. Played, he played uh, first for, base Yale, for Yale. Yeah. In that series. And they were not, and and, if uh, I remember right, they were not playing those in Omaha yet. They didn't move there until, what, 1950, I think? That is correct. Kalamazoo, Michigan. They were playing in 1947. I got um, a gal in Kalamazoo. The Bears, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Bears did, did win another one in 57. And what we missed on the 25th, hmm. um, Tim Linscombe pitched no hitter for the Giants. And here's what was kind of interesting. Tim Linscombe had two no hitters, both against the Padres. One in 13, one in 14. He was 18 and 6 against the Padres with a 2.20 ERA. He had 223 strikeouts of the Padres in two and 205 innings pitched. So Lipscomb wow. really had the Padres number. And on uh, this day, and uh, or not this day, June 25th, 2014, he proved mm-hmm. it once again. So yeah. what you're saying, Marty, is if he could have pitched against the against the Padres every day, he'd be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Oh, that's yeah. correct. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and he'd be getting his pension too yes. <laughs> he didn't yeah. play long enough to get it no oh really wow wow okay well thanks marty so i think do we have we any do have one more we do have one more thing jerry is with us so jerry go ahead okay the nhl if i remember correctly uh came back from their 12 13 strike on the 19th of january of uh 13 yep. almost the same as 94 or 95 then that's just yep. around when they came back that year yep, yep. okay yep. that's all okay. right Good. Thanks, Jer. All right. So I guess we can rack it up, but we want to make sure you understand that we will not be here next week because of the uh, July 4th holiday, the ACB convention and all that. Uh, so we want to take some time off and uh, we'll come back with show number 100 and who knows where we'll be in the world of sports by that time. By that time, this is what's supposed to happen. We'll just
just say baseball is supposed to be having spring training. Basketball should be in their bubble. Hockey should have picked a bubble, and most of the guys should probably be there by then. The hockey yeah. players are not as fussy as these other people. They're, they tell them to go somewhere. Oh, oh, okay. And they go. You know, they'll just <laughs> go. You know, you tell them where to go, they'll go. They'll be there in a couple of days. You know, well, they love to play hockey. So anyway, all right, Sean, you finish and it up. Sean will tell you how to do it. But if you guys have thoughts between now and then, you can certainly get you, make your views known between now and again. You can either email us or you can call the 800 number and put in your comments, and, and we'll get to them ne- uh, on the 12th. Two weeks, yeah. That's right. Anytime over the next two weeks, we, you can call us, 800-693-0595. Option number two, say it's for Sports Lounge Live. Uh, also, uh, you can email us, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. If you want to come back and listen to this or any podcast, let's say next Sunday night you're really bored, you miss us, you want to listen to something, you can go to uh, legendoldies.com, download Sports Lounge Live, or in your podcatcher, type in Sports Lounge Live, three words, and have it delivered to you, any podcast there. Or you can go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. So you, that's where you can do that. Also, is there going to be a coffee club this Wednesday? There is. There is. There is going to be a there coffee club. There is going to be a coffee club this week, so that will be and the one week, talk show you. that you'll hear this week. You'll have a coffee yeah, club. But no all, all things, things radio, radio either. Either. Right. Nope. No all things radio, no sports lounge. We'll see you on July 12th. I'll be an old man then, so hey. You know. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> see you in two weeks, everybody. And happy, happy 4th of July, everybody. Stay safe.